0: hello everybody out there and welcome to another episode of the talk that talk show with me Barry Holmes and I'm so excited to here to bring you guys another episode here to talk that talk show I got the DIY jersey on so you know we got a, a big matchup coming up tomorrow against pocket Kings and I'm just trying to take some of the confidence that we built throughout the week you know the confidence that my teammates have into me to succeed then also to have the support of my brother there and you know i'm just excited to come out there and do work man i think that you know the last time you know being able to support the team not be in the lineup you know it it was a different experience but it's something that you got to do as a teammate so you know to be able to put a position put our team back in a position to to make a playoff run you know it's something that i'm really excited about here on the bowling lanes but um you know once again You know we're coming through with another episode got a lot of nice nice things in store for you here for this episode um you know the last couple ones that i've done i've done a little bit solo by myself and, you know, it's always good to to have those episodes and he, have you guys have an in-depth of, you know, my perception and my reflections on things that have happened throughout the week. But it's also good to always have a, um, a different perception and see a different view from another standpoint. And that's what makes this show what it is, man. I'm constantly trying to learn myself and in the same time trying to help you all to learn as well, too. But, you know, before we get into what I have in store for you in the show... You know, I wouldn't be Barry, Catmaster B, whatever you want to call me for the day, but um, wouldn't be without showing you guys some hats, man. This one right here that I got on the hat right now, a snakeskin collection from uh, New Era. You know, they've been doing a real good job of putting, um, you know, some some pressure on some of these big hat places out there. And the big thing that they've done here is they have put some, ind- you know, um, I guess they call them the guts in these hats, the inside. We got the print from the actual snakeskin. We've seen it in the leopard collection, but I think it really does well with the green here. And then two other big-time pickups. Um, This one is actually dropping in Hat Club tomorrow, but this is actually from the Gold Digger Pack. This was back in a time where you could go to hat club with no reservation, no lines, and pick up stuff on the racks, man. This was a good one. It's one that I haven't seen too much wear from myself. But um, in those times where you got to go triple black, uh, this is one of Jeffrey's favorite things to do, wear the all black on black hats. But I love how they put the green under visor on this gold digger hat. it's going to definitely see some use from me. But this next one right here that I scooped up from Sports World, guys, this one is an absolute heater. This is going to go into my you know, this is going to be one of my favorite Mets hat right here. Here we got the mint chocolate ice cream inspired Mets hat from Sports World, guys. This two-tone is absolutely disgusting with the teal underbrim as well, uh, or should we say the mint underbrim. But um the way they put this together, especially with the 1969 World Series patch we saw that with Hat Club before, and then the flat batterman as well. You know, this get, this hat is absolutely flames. It's definitely going to be heavy in my rotation. But, yo, I could talk about hats all day. But I'm just really excited to get into who I got here uh, on the show. Um, it's one thing about, you know, having family here, uh, you know, living with your family and, and you know, trying to spe- experience everything with them. But it's another thing where you have friends that like to extend their family with you, too. And we have a, a guy who I have near and dear to my heart, Ishabai Crane, who's been here on the show multiple times. And he reached out to me and was like, yo, you know, what are you doing this Friday, man? I, I, you know, I think you, I got something that you might really like. And that's the thing about having real good friends around you that want good things for you, is that it goes deeper than spending $20 on a shirt or it goes deeper than just sharing a post. It's like when you're actually helping out to make this you know, show go forward. You know, those are the type of people that I want to subscribe in and tune in and listen to this show every single week. So thanking thank you, big shout out to my boy Ishabad Crane, because without further ado, the guest here that we have on the show is his brother. Uh, he has been tearing it up on the courts and is a you know a legend in his own regard. So guys, please give it up for my boy Josh <laughs> Tremway <laughs> What's good, bro. good. One. How are you? But I, I can't lie, man, when uh when I told some uh, of the people in the chat, I was like, "Yo, we got Josh coming on this show." It was like, "Oh shit, man." <laughs> 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 and immediately I looked and I seen some of the clips and bro, how you know, I got to know, for those people out there that don't know he has been tearing it up in the basketball scene. He's been many places here, but you know, we got to start from the beginning. Where did your love for basketball really start, uh Josh? Hmm, um,
1: shoot, watching my my older brothers play. Um, Growing up, like, I always just wanted to copy them and just do whatever they did. And, um, you know, just watching them play basketball, I, I had a newfound love for it, just, you know, seeing them do it and actually loving it. And I was bored, so I was like, you know what, like, let me just kind of just pick up a, what they're doing. And, you
0: know, it just became like, an instant thing for
1: me,
0: so. That's huge, man. And especially to have, like, basketball where, you know, it's been something that I feel like for so much of us, you know, we've all had that dream of having success at the highest stage in basketball. But, you know, for you, you've seen to have success at many stages here. So, you know, can you talk a little bit about, you know, where basketball has really taken you and where the success that you have had through basketball?
1: Oh, so basketball has taken me – Pretty much all over Europe, uh, you know. I only played four years now, but I've been to about ten countries. Wow! Um, shoot, I'm, I'm. You know, the, the the dream is to stay in in America and you know try to play in the NBA or the NBA G League. Um, you know, whenever that time comes, of course I'll be ready and prepared for it. But um, Europe has been an experience. I love it actually. You know, I I always tell my brothers too, a passport is probably the best thing to really have because you know life is more than just um you know being all over the united states like you know you're in europe and it's like you know first of all you're in a whole different time zone and just like the culture the culture shock uh it could be a bad thing but it's also a great thing because you're able to really experience what you don't really see on tv so like you know i i always soak that in every time uh you know, I, I'm into flying somewhere. So it's crazy, but I love it. So.
0: Hey, And, you know, that, that's amazing because, you know, we've had people here on this show that have talked about just how important it is to, you know, be abroad and do different things outside of the country. And, you know, to see that you've, you know, experienced this while playing basketball, you know, it's something that we've all dreamt of, man. So, you know, what are some of the things that you've seen in other countries that have really made you think like, wow, this has really been worth
1: it? Mm, well, first the food. <laughs> the food. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, I'm a I'm a foodie. Like I I love food. Um, just be able to like try like the different foods that they have. Like you know, the fast food over there is twenty times better. Really? If, if you don't know about the fast food over in Europe, the is it's like so much better. I don't. I think it's like, not processed, like, you know, like, there's, like, no extra, like, GMO or nothing in there, like, it takes, like, the real thing. Like anybody would tell you, if you ever been to a McDonald's in Europe, mm-hmm. you can be like, "Yo, this is crazy!" Like, like gourmet yeah. McDonald's. I That's swear. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: so, does that change up your order then? Like, cause I know me, I'll get the McChicken. You know, <laughs> a classic. You know, So, like, what would you order? You know, overseas is it a little bit different. Your order different.
1: So the I always get like um, chicken tenders. They they have like chicken strips there. I don't know if they really sell like. Uh, Chicken strips. I know they sell chicken nuggets at uh, McDonald's, but like they have like chicken strips, which is like twenty times better than KFC. It's mm. crazy. Oh, fun fact too. Um, Wendy's overseas they sell pizza. Dunkin' Donuts. Sell, what? Yeah, Dunkin' Donuts sell pizza too. The craziest thing, right? Yeah, I said the same thing. Dunkin' Donuts sell pizza. Wendy's sell pizza, but it's the flavors of the burgers. So like, let's see if it's a Baconator. You get a baconed pizza, like yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah I it can get the good, double right? stack pizza.
0: Right. <laughs> yeah, nah, nah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh man. Please. Crazy. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Right. <laughs> I never would have thought that Wendy's would have pizza, man. That, man. That's pretty dope. But you know, I think that um, at least for me, you know, we've seen that. You know, some. You know, we've all had those types of highlights where you know we relive them back. in a, I remember my very freshman year, I hit like a game winner. But you know, are there any like basketball moments for you that kind of like stick out? Mm.
1: Um, playing AU. Hey, um I played on players. Uh the same the same AU team is Kobe, mm. Vince Carter, Tim Thomas, hey. uh, Kyle Anderson. Um, he's actually a good friend of mine. Um it was like a it was a lot more NBA players. Miles Powell. Uh wow. so you know, just going into like AU tournaments. You know, with this like cocky attitude, or just you know, just knowing that like people really hold you got or hold us to like a high standard. It's like, you know, this this players players club coming in, you know, so like we got to be on our A game. So you know, on a competitive side, you know, you always get somebody's best game, but at the same time, you know, you're on that team for a reason. You know, they hold you to a high standard. So, you know, performing at the highest level was always like something that was just instilled in me, you know, Mm. just growing up. So,
0: Yeah, and I think that, like I said, to you to have such success, you know, in multiple levels of basketball, you know, it speaks to the character because a lot of people would stop. But, you know, for you to continue to chase your dream and and push forward – you know that's what that's what it's all about, man. And I know that um, there was I think this one uh, tournament or something that you league that you were in. It was like was it in Newark or something like Battlegrounds or some type of league? With, oh, the trenches, uh, yeah,
1: Trenches Basketball League. Yeah, yeah. So um, I was it was it was random. So I I just give you like a little summary of how it started. So it it actually started in South Jersey. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called No Man's Land. So it was. It was one day um, I was like with a good friend of mine. Um, he was talking to Surf, and like we all know Surf, you know we all from the same place or whatever. So, you know I I, I spoke to Surf, and I was just like, um, you know Surf, like give me a give me a game on there. Like this was during pandemic, so it, you know it wasn't really much to do. So I was like, you know what, like let's let's do it. So you know they they um, they had matched me up with somebody out there. So I went out there. And I end up playing them, and I end up beating them. And then, like, everybody was just like, yeah, you know, his skill set, this and that. You know, people be gassing, whatever. And then, like, eventually we brung it down to North Jersey, and it became, like, a big thing. Because, you know, we got Sue Surf. You know, he's, he's a very famous battle rapper, very well-known. So he brought that attention to, you know, just the small basketball setting of what Newark basketball is. And growing up, this is what Newark— you know playing basketball in Newark is like like you know you get a crowd of people everybody smoking and you know you get the little you get the little threats yeah yeah you score we going we going to get you right at the game like you know little stuff like that but um you know that just builds that tough and that grit in you so like you know i i always appreciated it because you know, it was it was just good just beating the shit out of everybody.
0: Man. <laughs> <laughs> and you did, man. I mean, yeah. those clips, guys, you got to Google, Instagram, whatever this guy, Josh Treble. I've seen him do some crazy shit, man. <laughs> I'm telling you, the handles is tight. The jumper is wet. I mean, for your game itself, man. Where, what do you think is, like, some of your strengths? Like, for a team out there that's looking for, you know, Josh trevor what, what are the top three things that they're going to get when you join their roster, man? First and foremost, I'm very
1: versatile. Um, I would say, I'm, well, I'm 6'6", 6'7", with shoes, and I, I play the point. So, like, you know, um, that's pretty much, like, how the, the new age of basketball is. Like, everybody is tall or whatever, playing positions. But I can play multiple positions. I can guard one through four. Um, my IQ is 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 different. You know, more importantly, like my skill set is, pretty much what separates me from a lot of people. So, you know, hopefully, you know my my opportunity to come. But I, I'm I'm more than sure that I would. Like you know, so
0: hell yeah. I mean. I think we're almost in similar paths where you're trying to, you know, take your basketball career to the next professional step. And here with this podcast, we're trying to constantly, you know, take it to the next step and see what we can do with this podcast. So, you know, again, for those people out there, you know, you got to chase your dreams because, you know, nobody's going to go out there and put the work for you. You got to put the work yourself. So, you know, what can you say, Josh, has really been the work that you put in, Uh, and what has been the dedication that you've taken to put yourself in a position to be ready?
1: So, like, my... I always knew that, like, uh, growing up, that if I really took it serious enough that, like, I could really thrive in it because um, it was like I always had coaches that saw potential in me. The craziest thing was, like, you know, I, I never really understood the word potential. It was just like, you know... You 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 think that I could play at this level, or you 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 feel like I would be good at this or whatever if I actually put the work in, and um, I was I was definitely blindsided to it. Like I ain't gonna lie, basketball was just fun for me in high school until I found out the perks of it. I was like, you know, like I can go to school for free, like you know they they giving you money, they giving <laughs> you jewelry, like you know yeah. you you get all that stuff, and it's just like man i i take it i i take it serious not necessarily for the perks but like over time i grew to i grew like a lot of love for it um you know i always knew that it you know it was something that i wanted to do i didn't really want to live a conventional life um and i was just like you know what like let me just use basketball for what it's worth like you know let me just Shoe, I'm I'm taking free trips to Europe. Yeah, like you know, I'm able to see the I'm able to see the world. Uh, I've built like a lot of connections outside of basketball because of basketball. So I know like when it's all said and done, the ball start bouncing. up, you know, I'll be able I'll still be good. So
0: yeah, and yeah. I think that that almost kind of leads into my next question here, where you know we see a lot of times. With certain athletes, you know, they have that, that little swan dance where, you know, you know them for that one moment. But then afterwards, it's like, you know, what happened to these guys? So, you know, for you who have had success in basketball, you know, you have these goals and the ambitions. But what are kind of like your goals for after basketball when, like you said, that ball stops bouncing? Um,
1: so I definitely want to have my own AU team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think because of like how my story was, um, uh, getting to this point, I feel like uh there are a lot of kids that need to know that they're not alone in it. You know, I, I played all Divi- I played division three my first year, I played division two JUCO and I played division one. Um and like, you know, throughout throughout those years, uh it was always like a new battle that I was facing to kind of just, you know, that if I really apply myself, like, you know, it gets me over the uh, hump to get to where I need to get to. You know, some kids are just born into basketball. I just picked the ball up and I was just like, you know what, like, let me, you know, I got to work twice as hard than the next guy who's getting all of the credit, you know, or all of the recognition, um, you know, to get to where he's at. So, uh, shoot, I I went on to... I did it. It was a tough road for me, but, you know, ain't no point in me stopping now. So.
0: Facts, man. I mean, mm-hmm. once you've gotten this far, like you said, there's no poise but to go up, you know? Right. And I think that, you know, to have your story where, like you said, you've hit these different levels, man. Uh, what do you think was kind of the biggest thing that, like, the biggest difference from, you know, when you started out in D3 to the basketball that you're now playing at a professional level in Europe?
1: Mm-hmm. So well obviously you know the the difference could would would definitely be the competition mm-hmm. um you know not to exclude anybody who you know who's playing division three but um you know division three uh it's it, i mean it's plain and simple it's not like playing division one uh there are far there are a few teams that could play division one just like there's a lot of players that can you know it's it's really all about the opportunity but um, just that camaraderie, like from playing, you know, against guys who want to play overseas versus somebody who's like a top draft pick. You know, every night, every game. Now you playing against somebody that's number one pick. Like, you know, I played against Jalen Brown. I played against Kyle Kuzma, uh, Kyrie, Kyle Anderson. Like, you know, I can go down the line of just like NBA players who, like, you know, who are already in that spotlight, but, you know, also me being who I am, compete with them, knowing that, like, here, I'm coming for you, so, you know, be ready. Hell so, yeah. yeah. And yeah. I think
0: that that's so dope, because, like, with my bowling career that's kind of, like, blossomed after, you know, my Division three college basketball experience, you know, I was searching for something to stay competitive with, and I found that with bowling, and I feel like, you know, as you start to get better and start to beat those guys that, like you said, you kind of looked up to in a way or, you know, have made it to that place that you're trying to get to. You know, it's like it it, it really just really instills something in you, almost like a confidence. So, like, my question to you is, like, you know, what does that feel feel like when you kind of, like, are keeping up with Jalen Brown or you're giving Kyrie buckets? Like, what does that feel like to be, like, on the same level as these guys, you know?
1: It's... It's. I'm gonna be completely honest. It's great, but to a certain extent, because, like, I think in those moments can also be like a confidence killer. Like, you know, you you're that good, but you also question why you're not in the same position as them. Mm. So you you know you could you could be playing with them like. We have a group. We have a group. It's called More Than A Run. So it's like me, um, and it's like a whole bunch of like. Top Division One high school players that I like grew up with, and Kyrie Irving himself, Kyle Anderson as well, and like you know during the summer we just hoop on a regular, and um, it'll get to a point, and I've I've been like you know been transparent like with uh, some of my friends, I was like you know it gets to a point where it's just like all right like I can compete with them, so I should be where they at, but it's that's never really the case because you know. I feel like everybody gets their fair shot at an opportunity, Um, even outside of basketball, um, you know, just like a job or whatever kind of job you want in life. Um, I think now basketball is more so about connections and who knows who. It's not really about a skill like, you know, you you always see like a lot of guys who are just not as good. But, like, playing on TV or something. Like, you know, it's like... It's he's like, ass. Yeah, how does right. he have a exactly. yeah.
0: Right, bro. Frank Dillikina, how'd you get a <laughs> right. spot? Man, he was fucking trash. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, if you, but Put my boy Josh in, bro. <laughs> got him. But it's
1: crazy, though, because it's like, you know, how do you think he got to that position? It's like, he know people or, like, he was around a certain person that could put him in that position. Like, for me, like, you know... In retrospect, I'll say I say I've done it by myself but I didn't. Cause I'll say I've done it by myself because I was the one that went out there and I made the connections and I talked to this person and I sent my highlight tapes to this person, that person, like, you know. Um, I say I did it by myself and I'm still working to get to that point. But I think for me it just make my story just so much better, man. That's why I, you know, I, I love to share my story because I know like when I make it to um, the NBA or wherever, I could just say you know to myself like yeah man like you did it like you know so you you always feel good about that.
0: Yeah man, I think that you know to have your brother here supporting you as well too, and you know for the vast people that have supported me with this show, you know there's no telling what you can achieve when you have the right people behind you. So you know, can you talk a little bit about what your support system has looked like to kind of get you to this point too?
1: I have the best I have the best support system. And I'll tell you why. Because um, you know, just like I believe I feel like sometimes my my brothers believe in me more than I believe in myself. Like, um, I feel like everybody needs that in their life. Like you need somebody that's gonna really just shape you and tell you like, yeah, man, you can do it, like you're almost there, or whatever. Because I feel like everybody have like dark moments and times where they feel like they ain't good enough for something. Or you start to question, like, you know, is this really something that I should continue to do? Uh, because what you want to happen is not really happening for you. And my brothers always make sure to let me know that. Man, you good. You know, you, you keep going. And, uh, you know, your your dreams are going to come true. And, uh, you know, you'll be fine, man. But, you know, I, I, I love him all to death, man. I, honestly, I wouldn't know where I'd be without him.
0: And hey, that, that's that's I say the same thing too. I know there's been times throughout this bowling season where I told my brother, like, yo, sure you don't want to go to the bottom, man? He goes, nah, man. You gotta you gotta bowl through it. Yeah. And it, and that's like you said, you know, to have your brothers who at times feel like they believe in you more than you do, man. And we have Brienne who says you are your own worst critic, so you need to surround yourself with people who lift you up and push you up. Glad to have you have that support system. Thank you, Brienne. Yeah, thank you. You know um, that that's the and you know to have someone like Brienne who understands and you know tunes in every week. You know that support system. These people on live Facebook, Instagram. Those are the people that you know push me to continue to make another episode every single week, man. And you know I think that also there have been certain people that have influenced this as well too. You know, I remember, you know, seeing Stuart Scott and having him being one of the the coolest people on ESPN. And that was kind of what kind of put me in the path of how I wanted to do, you know, sports media and, you know, seeing different successes that when I got to that stage. You know, having like uh, Reverend Pumphrey, you know, rest in peace. He was he was always giving me such great information and stuff when I was at those, you know, Jets games and Knicks games. So for you in your career, you know, have there been any people that kind of have influenced you or in a way with your basketball game kind of how you've emulated a little bit?
1: Um, yeah, so like a lot of people tell me that I play like um, Paul George. Okay. Jamal Crawford and Kyle Anderson. Mm. Um, pretty much like my pace, um, you know, the the way I handle the ball, um, you know, some type of athleticism, when it decides it just wants to come out. Uh, And also like my IQ for the game, yeah, my IQ in the game, I think kind of fits within them three guys, you know, so I I always watch like a lot of tape on them. You know, I watch Kyrie as well. Um, I watch like, John ja Moran, Trey Young, like all guards that pretty much play the same position as me. Chris Paul, definitely Devin Booker. So um, but those three guys, Kyle Paul, and um Jamal, those those are who I really try to emulate my game out there.
0: And hey, those are some big guys to emulate, man. And, yeah. and also, you know, highly talented as well, too, man. But yeah. you know, I think that, you know, in that culmination of You know, having those influences, having the right people around you, you know, it's created for you just a great opportunity, man. I'm just happy to see you taking advantage of it to the most. And, um, you know, for me, who's somebody who played basketball in high school and college, you know, I think that there's something that the game can really teach us, you know, through playing it. And also, like you said, off the court as well, too. But, you know, one of the experiences that I never got a chance to get to do... Cause I never got a chance to just bang on somebody, you know? <laughs> so Josh, what does it feel like to just just bang on somebody? I, I got to ask, man. Like, what does it feel like, man? <laughs> All
1: right, so let me tell you the first time I dunked on somebody. I was I was in prep school. I remember this like yesterday because he's he's like a cool friend of mine now. Um, I was playing in the Linden League. It was, you know, Little little League, like some little uh, middle school in Linden. And I remember um, one of my teammates got a steal and I was running. And somebody, my, my friend ran with me to the rim, but he beat me there. I don't know, at that time I was like slow-footed. So he beat me to the rim, but I think he was trying to set a charge. And I just jumped. And, like, I climbed on him a little bit, but, like, my knee was, like, on his chest. And I dunked it. And there was the, the the craziest thing, right? Everybody was screaming, but I was just like, yo, like, did that really just happen? Like, I'm like, you're like, you know the little pads on the wall under the rim? I'm looking at the pad. I'm standing at the pad. I'm like, yo, did I really just do that? So I turned around, right? It's crazy, too, because if you know my father, you know that he don't, like, express, like, emotion, and like, I swear, he was out there like, oh,
0: oh, 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 oh. So I was
1: like, yo, I really dunked on somebody. Like, that's crazy. So now I feel like I'm like um, late Griffin or something. Like, you know, next, next possession down, if you see me, just throw it up. I might catch it. I might. You know? mm, <laughs> you know, I tell you what, man, that, that's awesome, bro. Um,
0: now, let me ask you this. Would you rather have, you know, where you just bang on somebody, or, or you just, like, snatch their soul with, like, a little, you know, cross. Or what would you rather have, like, an ankle breaker or just dunking on somebody? Oh, I say ankle
1: breaker. Ooh. It's like, that's, that's been, like, my thing for years now. Mm. Um, I feel like I have the athleticism, but I don't use it as much as I should. But the ankle breakers, though, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to catch one every every chance I get. Like, you know, it's I I think it's... Yeah, man, it's it's more so just, like, for the entertainment part. Like, the summertime is, like, when I really bring it out the most. Summertime, you know, people are just coming to watch me play or whatever, so, like, you know, I always try to give them a show. Like, I always try to be, like, one of those guys where, you know, guy, like, people could just be, like, you know, after the game, like, yo, like, well, he, you know, he tough. Like, he, he breaking people down, he doing all this. Like, it, it's cool to, like, you know, be a part of that, so... The ankle breakers for sure.
0: Ooh, man. I, I've had a couple in my time, but I'm sure not to the volume that you've had. But, yo, I tell you what. I just want to thank you so much for coming here on the show, Josh. But um, you know, it, it's it's been a pleasure, man, and I have all the faith in you to go out there and do what you you know been destined to do, man. But for the people out there, I always like to give my guests an opportunity to you know give one last piece of advice to someone that could maybe help them be a better person uh, tomorrow. So, what what advice would they would you have for them, Josh?
1: So, my grandfather, um, you know, before he passed. He had this thing where um, before, you know, he used to live down south. So before he would leave, he would always give us, like, some, time, some kind of wisdom, and he would give us, like, $2. <laughs> so you remember that, Ish? He used to do that. Okay. So that one time. To- right, it was. <laughs> so I remember one time he told me I will never forget this. He said, don't let, he's like, um, don't let your conscience sink your ship. That's how they capsize you. So, when and I was I was so young when I heard it, but I knew eventually like it'll mean something. So you know if if people don't really grasp that quote, it pretty much means like don't doubt yourself or put yourself at a certain level because people now you know will sense that and they will keep you at that uh, at that level. I feel like the bigger you are or the bigger you you make yourself out to be, people have to give you that respect level because you are more talented than you think you are and things like that. And also, the opportunities, everybody gets, uh, I think, three three, uh, shares of opportunity. Um, Unexpected, unexpected, and um, also one that you create for yourself. And I feel like the three-try rule is very important in life because uh one is a lesson, one is a loss and your third one can definitely be a win if you really, you know, uh, you know, put yours put yourself out there and kinda just like, you know, work hard towards your goals and uh timing is nothing. They say thirties the new twenties, twenties is when you figure it out. Thirties is when you, you know, pretty much have everything mapped out and your forties is your chill your chill years from beyond until, you know, you you, you know, you long gone, so, um...
0: Anything
1: for the 60s? For the 60s? <laughs> oh, yeah, you retire, you're on somebody's beach. You know, you, you laying right, landing you know, you, right? You know, you're on somebody's beach. You you chilling at this point, man, but, um... You right. Man. Right. <laughs> so, I, you know, I, I say all of that to say, um, you know, don't give up, man. Don't give up. Uh, your time will come. It definitely will come, I feel like, um... If people work hard enough, that, you know, your 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 work will show. So just keep on going.
0: Facts, man. I want to give a big-time shout-out once again to Josh Treadwell. And, and I think that, you know, the one thing I can say in, in closing here is that you always got to have a, a, a listening ear, man. I think that you never know when something is going to, you know, or someone – is going to say something that might change your life, man. And, you know, I will say that I want to give an extension, a big shout-out to my Aunt Therese, who's celebrating her 70th birthday. Um, and I say this to say that, you know, when I called her and had a great conversation with her, and she always just, you know, spews the, the positivity into me. And, you know, one thing that she said to me is that, you know, Just got to keep trying, keep pushing. You know, she just gives me, you know, these very, you know, simple but powerful phrases that really can change my thinking. And, you know, I was a little down after, you know, the bowling the past couple of nights. But, you know, after hearing you-ish and after hearing, I mean, not-ish, Josh, but after hearing Josh and then also, you know, hearing the great words from my aunt on her birthday where she was so excited to, you know, appreciate, you know, the day. And I think that's what she had said to me. She said, I'm just so happy to be here today. And I think that, in a world where you know, like you're constantly, Josh, trying to, you know, strive to, you know, advance your professional career. Now I'm constantly trying to strive to make this podcast better, and have, for me to be a better person. Yeah. But I think it's also important for us all to just appreciate being here and being in this space and being able to share it with people that are positive and doing the right thing as well, too. So you know, I'm happy to have you here on the show, Josh. Uh, you know, sure. I wish you all the best. Appreciate you know, it. Thank you to everybody that tunes here on our Instagram. Instagram, Facebook Live. Big shout out to our sponsors Timmy Hugle over at Ink Parlor and then also the Savion Gainer over at SkyDye Socks. You know, I got the best support system in the world, and so does my boy Josh. And that's yes, how sir. you know we're able to do great things, man. So I thank you all for sharing your time with us. Happy Friday, and I'll see you all next week.